Anime Pulse, episode 654. Joseph, joined as usual by my co-host Andrew. Hello. And we are back to bring you yet another round of reviews for anime we have watched, as well as the latest industry news, and of course, what's been going on in our own lives with some IRL news. Mm-hmm. Which I say we get straight into it then. With the first topic for today, our IRL news. Very, very quiet on your end. Oh, sorry. Like, yes. Yeah, so, so, I, I was wondering if you wanted to like straight away talk. Um, oh no, I, I, I was just uh, was... asking you. It usually asks me how how has your week been, Joseph? Sorry. <laughs> no, my week's been great. <laughs> great. Long pause aside. Uh, mm-hmm. let's take a look at the old notepad here. <clears throat> so, uh, let's see. Oh, okay. So I've been working oh, my way through Bravely Second, uh, mm-hmm. which thus far I can tell is a far easier game as compared to Bravely Default. I'm not entirely certain if the difficulty was changed, but it is super easy to dispatch enemies without a single death. There are zero money problems. Um, I can easily afford the best gear, and grinding levels for both characters and jobs is pretty easy. Still a fun game, though. However, it does have a really weird obsession with gravy and ball busting. Huh? Yeah, because, like, a lot of their dialogue, they're like, For the gravy! Or, goodness, gravy! Or they'll just say, like, Oh my gravy! And it's... Why gravy? Is that like a... I don't know why gravy, but they talk about gravy all the time. Uh, And the ball-busting thing is because I've just reached a part in the game where it is revealed that Magnolia, the girl from outer space, or the moon, is a ball-buster. What is that? That is her official title. What is ball-busting? B-A apostrophe A-L. Ball-buster. Uh, Although in the Japanese dialogue, it just sounds like they're saying Mao, which would, you know, mean like demon lord. But uh, they say ball busting and she's like, yes, I'm a ball buster. And then they call themselves a woman considered to be a very demanding or imperious, usually by a man. Yeah, and then they call themselves. um, They call themselves. uh, (laughs) The the chick they're trying to save, Agnes's ball busting Avengers, <laughs> which it's like, what is with this thirteen year old humor in this fucking game? As <clears throat> uh, roughly translates from standard JRPG humor, I guess, to thirteen year old humor here. I suppose. Very strange. I've played a lot of Tales of games, <laughs> so I know. But yeah, uh, glad you're enjoying it. Is the gameplay? Is the gameplay somewhat like Final Fantasy? Like, what's you know, what's it like as an RPG? Like, you know, fill me in on this. Oh I, yeah, I it's it's very it's 
Um, <clears throat> so it's very turn. It's a turn-based game. It has right. a, dis- a brave and default system to it. That's like one of its key things. So by defaulting, you're basically just defending. But when you defend uh, in this, you earn uh, BP, which are battle points. And if you uh-huh. uh, default like three times in a row, you can save up three BP, which allows your character to do multiple actions in a single turn. Oh. Well, standard, you could just go attack, 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 enemy's turn, attack, 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 enemy's turn, because your party consists of four people. You could mm-hmm. also go default, 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 do that three times, and then you can go attack, 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 attack. You could do that four times for each character. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's pretty nifty. Like, you can do a lot of different things. So you're like, oh, I'm not sure what element this enemy's weak to i'll just default a bunch of times and then i'll go uh thunder light you know i'll do thunder and then i'll do uh, uh how about fire and maybe toss a little bit of uh, soil in there and uh i'll top it off with tsunami and mm. see if they're weak to any of that and what heals them ah. and of course it also gives you the chance of like i need to resurrect this person with this character then heal this person with that character if uh mm-hmm. if then that person can go and attack, and then that person can default. Um, ah. Aside from that, there's also a job system to it, where uh-huh. uh, you defeat certain characters throughout the game, and you earn their asterisks, which are their jobs. So you can be <laughs> a black mage, you can be a white mage, you can be a red mage, you can be a uh, chariot, which is like a berserker-type person, uh, you can right. be a swordsman. You can be a uh, assassin. You can be a summoner. There are also all types of different jobs that you can be by obtaining them throughout the game. Uh-huh. And the other part about this one, Bravely Second, is that you get this ability called uh, Bravely Second, where uh-huh. by tapping on a hourglass in battle... You can, for one turn, allow all of your characters to basically do anything they want to um, to the enemy during that turn. So, like, let's say, like, you uh, brave, you defaulted and saved up a bunch of brave points. Uh-huh. If you then use that uh, hourglass, you can then use all of your brave points in that moment, but it doesn't count. Because, or like the enemy doesn't take their turn then. Oh, right. Because okay. mm-hmm. it, it's like you never even move. So you get another action. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Wow. Seems like you get like a lot of opportunities to just kind of wail on the opponents. And you get like four characters that can do this or something? Or just one character? You do get, that, that yeah, you get more. Uh, you get uh-huh. a full party you can pick from. But um, for right now, it's just four characters. And you're trying to rescue one of the characters that got taken away at the beginning of the game. Who mm-hmm. is... Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a lot of characters too that also show up from the last game so if you do play Bravely Default it really helps in Bravely Second because there's a lot of characters like here's this character, remember them? This is what they're doing now. Would you like to earn their job? Well you get the opportunity to. Right, so it's like a direct continuation story wise as well so kind of would recommend people go for the first game before they try the second one then I assume. Yeah, there's also uh, yeah, I would recommend that. There's also because 
This game likes to do weird things with time. So, like, I won't spoil anything, but there's a huge twist in the first game that deals specifically with time. So, and it's, I'm guessing they're going to do the same thing in this one. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, I haven't gotten there yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, oh, I installed a new AC in my room. My uh, old man's AC up in his room with his girlfriend was kaput, right. so they took my AC, and then he bought me a new one. So I have a nice. brand new LG AC in here, which has a weird uh, energy efficiency feature to it. Apparently, it uh -huh. keeps water in the water pan in the AC unit, and it has a flicker fan, is what it's called, where it flicks water onto the condenser, and according to the manual, this helps make it more efficient. Right. Sounds like a somewhat like a liquid cooling style sort of thing they've added to it. To try and make it use less energy or create less heat or something like that. I guess. Yeah. Uh, it does sound weird though because every time you turn it on it just sounds like the thing's got a water wheel in it. So it's just like that doesn't sound right because anytime I've ever heard ACs make that noise it means that they've got a lot of water sitting in them which isn't supposed to happen. But in this one I guess it is. Enough. And it can't all be happy good news, unfortunately. Uh, I had to play Gravedigger for a couple robin eggs. Oh. Yeah, so there's been a robin's nest outside the front of my room for a while. This year, oh, no. the robin has returned and she laid some eggs and was sitting in her nest peacefully for like the last couple of weeks. Yeah. However, a crow decided that he didn't want her to sit there anymore and got her to oh, move. Shit. Uh -oh. Yeah, he flew down, they squabbled with each other, and she took off, abandoned the eggs. Aww. Unfortunately, the eggs were left outside because no one really noticed it in time. If I had noticed that the mother was gone in time, I probably could have just gone out there, picked up the eggs, and then <laughs> taken them to a shelter where they would have been raised. But, unfortunately, that didn't happen, so... The eggs were in pristine condition. Uh, I did a candle test to them today, and they had the embryos in them, but they were very dead. So I had to uh, yeah, put them... That's sad. Put them away. Nature can be yep. so cruel, right? Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. And I also moved the nest, because my father, after he was... Uh, after I told him about the robin eggs being left abandoned he got all upset because he's a bird guy and so he's like well we're moving the nest this time we're putting it someplace else because that nest yeah. is so low to the ground it's very obvious to predators so right yeah that times rest in peace robin chickies mm-hmm oh now that we well, left off on that such a somber note pleasant yes yeah that absolutely oh at least it's not covid say that i suppose so yes yeah i guess so not covid news but by mentioning it we've already met a quota of mentioning it for the week damn it yep can't talk about covid anymore shit crap till new segment <laughs> unfortunately unfortunately uh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. more on that later anything else well, no, uh, my my bit's over. How about yourself? How have you uh, 
been surviving the lockdown? I've been surviving the lockdown as I do when there is no lockdown, just staying inside, keeping to myself, you know? Watching anime, playing some video games, like pretending that I'm outside through the realms of video games. Been playing Animal Crossing a lot, you know? I've paid mm. off my uh, paid off my third mortgage, I think now. So I'm still now <laughs> I'm now three hundred K odds in debt. <laughs> Thanks, Tom Nook. But you know, we've made expansions, we've we've got the maximum upgrade for the museum. There's gonna be a a, a clothes shop in my town tomorrow. Um, and we also now have a town hall, which means Isabel's now moved in, which is nice, you know? Mm. Always nice to My... see her. Yeah, she's like, you know, she's only been in the just series don't... for two games, and she's already, like, in Smash Brothers and in Mario Kart and everything, so... Yeah, just don't bend her. over. No. no never. <laughs> but my uh, sister started, like, a, a... Unfortunately, you only get one file, like, per console in this, like, one island. So my sister has no choice but to live as a resident in my own yep. island, which you know, it, that seems I to be like, like to a big complaint for a lot of people is that uh, if you have one switch, it's one island per switch. Yeah, we. W- I mean, I would have liked I like this feature of having to getting to share an island as well. But I think it would have been nice to be able to have the option at least to have one each or something, you know. But, you know, as it is, you know, we're making the most of it. She's got a nice big spot. Because luckily the map, the village you get in, or island, I suppose, in New Horizons is bigger than any of the other previous games. So at least it's large enough where, you know, you can have lots of villagers. And you can have two people pretty much running maintenance on the place. So as long as you're not, as long as you're people who can agree on stuff and don't sabotage each other, it can still turn out to be an okay kind of collab project thing. Because there's just so much to do in Animal Crossing this time around. Um... For those of you interested, though, uh, because, you know, I'm also interested in playing the stocks in terms of turnip prices, uh, DM me. DM me on um, Discord, your friend code, if you if you want to, if you happen to have a copy of this game, we can maybe trade, we can maybe trade turnip prices and shit so that we can sell stuff. But yeah, if anybody wants to play in general, let me know. That's a community little plug there because, you know, we're going to be getting into that in just a moment. But yeah, apart from that, just, you know, I've watched uh, this week's anime review content as well as some other stuff like for potential anime reviews. Um, apart from that, it's just it's just work, really. Not not really much else to report in terms of real life. So you know, I foreshadowed it, but let's just move right into um, not industry, community stuffs. So, uh, comments, comments, comments. Now I know this one is a little old. It's from six four nine, but you might like you might like to hear this. You probably approved this comment yourself, Joseph. Tom Lecky said on episode six four nine. You guys rock. Have found many great shows thanks to your recommendations. Isn't that nice? Oh. Make you feel feel like uh, it's uh, it's worthwhile doing those previews, right? And Joseph? Mm-hmm. It Always does. Nice to get that. Even a small even a small comment like that goes a long way in terms of uh <laughs> uh self esteem, I suppose. Uh then there's the more recent comment we have on episode six five two, Fumetal Kimono Michi from our regular commenter, actually, Yotaru Vegeta, who says, so, fo- so how far is too far when it comes to localizing certain references in Japanese dialogue? Some things just don't translate like pop culture references that only Japanese folk will get immediately. I think it's odd slash funny to me, for instance, that characters are translating as saying my bad when they're actually saying warui, which means bad as well. I get that you don't want 
say, Funimation injecting political terms where they're not necessary, but can these terms be used at all? Or are we wait are we or are we too sensitive in these MAGA times? MAGA days, sorry, he didn't say times, he said days. Um I know I know this comment is somewhat directed at me given that I've covered these localization topics for the last I think few weeks in news. But I think uh Joseph, how about you go in first, just in case, you know. Do you have any thoughts on this? Yeah, you, you were kind of cut out there for a little bit for me. Oh, oh, I was saying that I know this comment is somewhat directed at me, given that I've covered localization sort of news topics. But you know, do you want to weigh in? Oh, okay. Because you know, before I, before I answer, yeah. All right. Uh, hmm. Let's see. Pull down here. So, yeah, I was thinking about this earlier, and. Localization's fine if that's the actual translation. <clears throat> if it's not, don't don't do it. I don't care if like the jokes fly over my head because that's me being ignorant and that's just going to be the case. Don't change the content just because Americans are idiots. And don't want to take the time to maybe learn a little bit about Japanese culture or mm. their language. Yeah, like someone get that. Actually, that's part of the point I was going to make later. Uh-huh. I get that. It's like, you want to enjoy something more? Take some time, learn a bit about the language. And it doesn't even need to be a lot. Okay, sometimes you won't get, like, really hard-hitting jokes. Like, you know, and uh, there's, like, a really lot of deep cuts in something like Sayonara Zetsubo Sensei. That deal with a oh, lot yeah. of like, wordplay. Oh yeah, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. you know you can still enjoy a lot of it without even understanding most of that wordplay. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I get you. Heck, there were lots of old animes that got dubs, and like they just directly translated, and they again they just went full over my head. They they don't translate at all into Western language, and they still just kind of kept them there. And it's just you know kind of one of those kind of weird quirks. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh. Going into my response, yeah, I, my my preference actually somewhat lines up with Joseph because he he kind of mentioned, um, you know, localization translation. I kind of prefer if it veers more towards translation. Sometimes there are going to be turn of phrases that you know match in our culture that have the same meaning, but I'd rather things stay as close to a direct translation as possible. Honestly, I'm kind of fine if you go a little bit off it, but. You know, the whole purpose is try to maintain as much of the original intent from the work as possible. Um, you know, this is because, uh, jo you know, Joseph, I think, hits it right on the head, actually. Because, like, if a joke or reference doesn't translate, and it's, like, you know, old subtitles, I don't think too many subtitles do it enough these days because of localization. But I don't know if you remember, like, lots of subtitles used to have, like, a thing where they would say the Japanese sort of joke in the subs. And then there would be, like, little descriptions at the top of the screen in other subs that will explain what it's referring to or explain the meaning of it. This happens in manga all the time. Like, they put, like, a star, and then they put a star between the panels to explain, like, you know, what this means in the Japanese context, you know? And, you know, as Joseph said, it kind of gives you a little bit more to learn about the culture the work is from. A little bit of knowledge is built up from you as a fan. I think a more uh, common thing, actually, something that kind of seems a little bit off about this comment, though, is that he's mentioning how um, pop culture references 
sometimes you know makes sense to Japanese folk and they'll get it immediately, but we won't. But then mentions my bad and Warui, which I consider to be a pretty close translation, like in terms of meaning, especially. Like I'd say that's like ninety. 99% accurate in terms of a translation. So I think I think one that you could have went with more more uh, honestly uh, That people now get in con in common Sort of anime circles nowadays would be something like Chunibyo uh, That that translates more to something like middle two disease exactly But it's expanded up to middle school second year syndrome like a while back before you know a bunch of other shows like really delved into the subject um we wouldn't have really known what it meant if you directly translated it. Hilariously, actually, get, it does get mentioned in the anime I'm reviewing today, which came out before Chunibyo Demokoi, you know, by Kyoto Animation. But, like, they called it, like, oh, puberty or something like that. And that kind of worked, but it never really captured the same meaning. But, like, it gives you a sense that as you watch more anime, you start to build up this almost, like, this vocabulary of things that happen in that culture that, you know, we don't necessarily get in ours. So I kind of like having that kind of learning experience between, you know... The anime that we watch and stuff even when it's like not localized but if you must you know localize something you should use like commonly used like colloquial language internal phrases that we actually use here in the west so the example that i was uh the examples i was using for those news articles was like from kaguya-sama where they were using social distancing as a phrase of like you know why are you avoiding me or something like that you know you, you could have even used like phrases like you know, giving me the cold shoulder, or avoiding me, or being distant, or something to replace that. But the thing is, in our current culture, it, like, well, as it is right now, I've never heard anybody say to another person or type on the internet, somebody probably maybe has, but like, if you're avoiding me, I don't go, what's with all the social distancing? I've never heard anybody use that as a common, like, colloquial discussion, conversational turn of phrase at all. So it just feels like it's very clunky. It just feels like really in there to just sort of reference something that's happening right now. And so that's why that's when it goes from being a localized or well, not a translation to just some like weird localization that's trying to reference something that's nothing to do with the show. And you know, that's what I mean. And I think that's the key thing to keep a distinction on. Translation, localization, you know, try and keep the intent. And I I don't think even saying social distancing even works in our context. That's a, a very long-winded answer for, uh, you know, your comment. I like these sorts of comments because, you know, they kind of drum up this, a discussion and make you think more deeply about these sorts of things. So thanks, Yotaru. But if nothing else, we can now move on to the forum topic of the week, which was... Actually, wait a second. I think we may have some from last week still to go over. Uh, last week's episode, it was posted May 24th. Yeah, we do. So last week's topic is what do you see? What would you see the anime sort of industry in over the next ten years? And we have some further responses on Discord. Midnight Crew says, "I'm hoping that the anime market will eventually slim down a bit and go more for quality rather than quantity, because the sheer number of series being spat out right now is pretty silly. It's actually remain reminding me of the video game bubble in the '80s, where studios were just pumping out shitty games at a rapid pace." until the entire market crashed over from oversaturation. Uh, saturation, I can read it correctly. We might see a similar thing happen with anime, though I have no real market economy know-how, so don't take me as an authority of this. That's a very 
It's very possible, honestly. It depends on how... I feel like it's much easier, though, to inflate the budgets of, of video games. Uh, but, you know, you never really know with these things. Uh, Yota Revita then comes in with... Uh, I expect the anime industry to be pounced upon by China and other outside influences, even more than they are affecting by foreigners now. Very possible. China already is starting to produce some anime, you know. Well, they have they have been producing anime, so... I suppose everybody else is going to get on the game because it's, you know, becoming more mainstream. It's becoming the very, very, uh, cash cow, as well as form of entertainment. Um, possibly cheaper to produce than others, especially with the whole digital sort of side of things now. Uh, let's see, what else is actually an answer? I think they're just talking more about Crunchyroll. Uh, it becomes kind of a discussion from there. Yeah, okay, I think that's kind of all the answers for that topic, so we can move on to this week's topic. This this week's super serious topic, by the way. Uh, submitted to by Pumeria. Anyways, the topic is your favorite anime scene involving pizza. We went from <laughs> where you see the industry in 10 years to pizza. Very, very equivalent. Our first response on this uh, comes from Rampant AI, who says, I don't recall many anime episodes that specifically featured pizza. There was, of course, the tie-in with Pizza Hut and Code Geass, which was scrubbed from the original US release. Huh, incidentally. There was the Samurai Pizza Cats, which was a rebranded Tatsunoko series originally titled Gatto Ninden Teyande, plus several unmemorable occurrences in various anime series. That's generally where I'm at to. But instead, I think I was always more impressed by the Japanese form of pizza known as Okonomiyaki. Pizza or okonomiyaki are similar flatbreads with toppings baked on top or inside its crust. Flatbreads in general are one of the most common dishes across the world in multiple cultures and historical periods, so it is not surprising that Japan has its own variation on the similar theme to the Italian-American cuisine. Okonomiyaki's crust is somewhat like pancake with cabbage added and with various toppings on top. But the one common ingredient beyond the crust is the okonomiyaki sauce, which is very similar to the tonkatsu or yakisoba sauces for those respective dishes. I've had it once and found it quite tasty, so when I see that in an anime, my eyebrows rise and a smile breaks out in my salivating mouth. Very descriptive, by the way. Thanks for the educational. I've eaten them. I never really thought too much into okonomiyaki. So thanks for that rampant AI. Thanks for the response as always on the forums. But, you know, there's also the Discord. So getting straight into that, we've got uh, Hiro Yui, who says, Code Geass, the time when they made a giant one for the school festival with mechs and a detected CC starring at the end, uh, starring at the end results. Spoiler alert, it doesn't work out. And the soft Japanese echo of pizza. I didn't really get any of that, but that might be just because I haven't watched Code Geass, but... Thanks for that. Next we have Pumeria who says, The scene Hero mentioned is one that comes to mind for me along with CC eating pizza as well. I guess CC is a character, I guess that's the green haired character. Uh, I know I've seen many other examples of people eating pizza in anime, but I can't seem to recall the anime or characters off the top of my head. Yeah, it's been in countless. Um, and I think that does it. I think yeah, that was the Pizza Hut sponsorship. So that does it for the community answers to the question of pizza. The big questions, of course. Uh, what about you, Joseph? What are your, what are your favorite? I, I understand you have three responses to this. So. 
I do. I have a few responses. I'll uh, mm-hmm. I'll give you a chance to duke it out with your internet in the meantime. All right. Mm. So, of course, Code Geese has already been discussed, but uh, they created a pizza in an episode that had tiny mini sausages for the pizza crust. That was amazing. So that was interesting, and Pizza Hut, of course, sponsored it, so they had a version of that you could get. It was hot dog stuffed crust pizza, but it wasn't like the hot dogs around the pizza. It was them lined up side by side, like a a belt of shotgun shells. Huh. Yeah. Um, Then... Of course, uh, recently I've been watching, or I watched Lupin the Third Part 5, which his base of operations there is out of Italy. And, mm-hmm. of course, what are you going to find in Italy? You're going to find pizza. All sorts of dishes with cheese on it, and pizza, pizza, and more pizza. So, he had some good pizza. Some good moments mm. of pizza in it, just delectable delicious pizza and of course this should be obvious but my number one choice would definitely have to go to shokugeki no soma <laughs> uh, yeah. specifically most recently the mezzaluna pizza that um aldini put out which was that half and half pizza half of it was just like a plain cheese pizza and the other half had artichokes on it that's when he had to, like, fight up against a dude who put, like, a boatload of artichokes in his thing, and so he was going to make the pizza taste too sweet. But um, it worked out really well for Aldini, because he planned for it. It just looked yeah. really good. Mm-hmm. And sure looking did. at a picture of it now, <clears throat> just... I could go for some. Mm-hmm. Mm. One of the highlight dishes of that season, to be sure. Definitely, yeah. They they do good when it anything that has to do with like something that's baked, like a, a confectionery or like a pizza or a pie, they do good work. But you yeah. you give Shokugeki no Soma a soup or a stew, eh, not always great. <clears throat> or anything brown. If it has like a lot of brown in it, they also don't do too well with that. Yeah. But yeah, those would be my responses to this week's uh, forum question. I see. Uh, just in the nick of time, I've been told to refresh the forum. We have one bit of input from Blackmagic4444. Uh, so before I get to mine, who says, I would say Noragami in episode 2, Yato and Yukin- Yukine? Yeah, probably. Going broke with no jobs coming in eat out on Hyori's dime. The witches can't see Yato and Yukini due to them being a god and a spirit, so the witches thinks the large pizza is just for her. So, I think I saw a gif of that when I looked this up originally. I looked up anime pizza on Google, so yeah. Thanks for that, Black Magic. And I uh, that just takes me to my uh, entry on the topic. Wait, is someone else posted? Oh no, it's just you posting pictures. Okay. Um... I, obviously, I have to mention uh, Cooking with Valkyries, 
which is that short Chinese produced like Honkai Impact uh, tie-in anime show about cooking. Of course, this as it's in the title. The opening even includes like pizza as its first lyric in its song. And the pizza in that show isn't even your conventional pizza. It's like pizza toast, which is like, you know, bread where they've spread tomato puree, put some cheese on top and some toppings and such. And the dish reminds the one of the, I guess, one of the protagonist girls. It's not Bronya, one of the other girls of her dad who taught her that before he apparently abandoned her. I have no idea what the story is with Honkai Impact. I just watched it for the food. But, you know, there you go. That's the most recent thing that comes to mind for me when it comes to pizza and anime. Just like Rampant, I, I, I swear I remember pizza being in a lot of anime, like One Piece and stuff, but not enough to really mention because they kind of are just a snack food that they eat. So it's so, it's so common that it's hard for me to pick anything specific, basically. But yeah. That pretty much does it for the form topic and the community stuff, though. Alright. And All right. in which case, we can move on into our industry news. And mm-hmm. I'll give you a chance to let your internet... <laughs> catch up with you again so we can should i go just ahead. like um why, why you read this out should i just quickly like reconnect and disconnect or something while you're reading this out and then try and yeah why don't you try it. that see if it sorts you out because you have uh you have been turning yeah. very dark lately my apologies right you go you go on ahead i'll be right back all right well for today's news topic going right in from talking about my favorite food from Shokugeki no Soma, it's mm. news about Shokugeki no Soma, the latest season, which got delayed after the third episode. Uh, so apparently, according to the official website for Food Wars Shokugeki no Soma, the fifth plate, the fifth season will be resuming on July the 3rd. Uh, it said that earlier in May, new future episodes will be delayed until... July or later due to the effects of COVID. But apparently, I guess they've decided that no more delays, uh, possibly in response to the liftings of uh, some restrictions lately, and they are back in action starting in July. That, of course, is still a month away for now, but uh, I do hope that the studio uh, had the chance to maybe do some work from home and make it better because the first three episodes were really rough yeah. uh so yeah mm-hmm. i didn't even know the third one was out i've watched like one and two. Oh wait that's a lie i've watched three. Oh yeah okay yeah it was pretty rough yeah yeah and it looks like they're not gonna just start you off on episode four they're going to rerun it from episode one and onwards so oh no yeah, you're going to be wait. I don't know if it's going to be a weekly thing, but you're going to be delayed by at least three more weeks thanks Stop to that. So, yay. No. No. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, well. Unfortunate, but, uh, you know, 
there, there's that. Uh, look forward to Shokugeki no Soma's fifth plate starting in summer sometime. Mm. Okay. Yeah. We'll do, we'll do. It's the, it's the last hurrah after all. You know, this is the last season, so. You know? Yeah. Well, speaking, speaking of uh, the, re the reason the... that Shokugeki can or potentially return is yes. because of some liftings. That's right. So in Japan, Lands of the Rising Sun, Japan is now lifting the state of the current state of emergency on the country. So they're kind of starting to ease down their own sort of strict, you know, lockdown policies. Likely as a result, people adhering, you know, Japan citizens complying with the social distancing policy, things have started to sort of calm down. <clears throat> as a result, Prime Minister Shinzo Abe delivered the news, uh, which affected um, Tokyo and surrounding prefectures as well as Hokkaido. He's quoted as saying, <clears throat> We've set some of the most strict criteria in the world to lift the declaration, and we've concluded that prefectures across the country have met that standard. So, yes, uh, the state of emergency was put into place for the, uh, Tokyo and all the neighbours in mid-April, eventually being applied for the whole of Japan about two weeks later on. Um, coronavirus at the moment is alleged to be about... Uh, cases at the moment are alleged to be about a couple of dozen, down to about as high as a thousand cases in a day. And that was the most uh, when it was at the most extreme last month. Uh, the prime minister believes that um, crucial uh, crucial disease in contractions is thanks to a uh, decrease in contractions is due to people following the rules, of course. Um, and according to him, recently new infection cases have fallen down from uh, below fifty for the entire nation, and what was once nearly ten thousand hospitalized cases is now just below two thousand. So like, that's a, like a four fifths. And I dropped out in terms of the numbering. I can do math when I'm on five beers. Uh, so, yes. He emphasized, though, that you know, while, while things are going to return to somewhat of a state of normalcy, people are still encouraged, of course, to implement social distancing and be careful, of course, in terms of being in contact with other citizens. Leaving off the statement, our businesses and daily routines will be uh, completely disrupted if we continue with strict curbs on social and economic activity. From now on, it's important to think about how we conduct businesses, business and live our lives while still controlling the risk of infection. So while, of course, the aftermath of, you know, this whole pandemic is going to carry on for, you know, months even after we've completely laxified, laxified, that's a new word, uh, <laughs> the rules regarding lockdowns, um, it's nice to see that, you know, Things are starting to return to some sort of, you know, state of the world. Is, time is starting to move again. Eventually, we'll be able to leave more often and such, you know. But yeah, that does it for that. That's some positive news. Hopefully, that will also lead to further recoveries in terms of the anime industry. I hope, you know, not too many other, like, businesses have been affected, especially in regards to this, uh, this wonderful medium of ours. Yes. Indeed. That. Well... There was at least uh, one studio that was uh, heavily affected before any of this COVID stuff, uh, and that was Kyoto Animation. Mm. Sure, we all recall the horrible Studio One burning. Well, 
About uh, ten months later, we have finally arrested the man responsible. But you may be saying to yourself, wait a second, wasn't he arrested on the spot? Not quite. Uh, he was sent to a hospital where authorities wanted to wait until he was well enough to undergo questioning. Mm. Uh, apparently, according to what they have been find out, or have been able to find out, the 42-year-old unemployed man has reportedly admitted to the charges, all of them, and has said that he thought he'd be able to kill many people if he used gasoline. Uh, Kyo Animation has stated that they have nothing to say to the man, and added that his actions and the results are everything. The studio explained no matter what excuse the suspect could give for his actions, no matter what kind words or remorse for the results he could state, there is no bringing back our colleagues whose lives were snatched away and no healing for our injured friends. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, don't still understand why they're just arresting him and going through the proceedings and whatnot. I mean, I get it if you want to follow the official mannerisms behind it, but we all know where it's going to head. This guy's head is going on a chopping block. Oh, right, right, right. You're, you're saying why bother with all the procedure? Because we know it's going to end. Yeah, because he did it. He's admitted to it. There's 100% him. Everyone right. knows it was him. There's nothing mm-hmm. that we can do to mitigate the amount of punishment he's going to get, which is death. He will what, be what put about the uh, mental death. health like defenses that they were talking about at some point? Uh, I forget exactly uh, what happened there, but I think there was basically stating that he couldn't use that as an excuse or something like oh, that. Really? Uh-huh. I don't remember. I know it was in one of the news articles in the past, back when the mm-hmm. fire first happened. Um, but if I have to state it plainly, if they try to go with that route of like, he's just an insane person, I don't think they can because it seems like he's pretty competent, especially since he, you know, he knows something as much as like, yeah, I can kill a lot of people if I use gasoline. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No. Ah, I just looked it up. I, I, I know it's kind of morbid, but I was wondering how in Japan they carry out capital punishment. They apparently all do it by hanging. So. Oh, yeah, good old hanging. Yeah, just, yeah I, I know, like you know, some countries doing. We obviously don't have it here in the UK. There's injection. There's electric chair, of course. Mm-hmm. But um, Japan, apparently, they they simply just use hanging as the typical method. So, huh, interesting. Bit old timey, like you know. Don't know if anywhere anywhere in America. I'm very uneducated on the subject. I don't know if anywhere in America still does the hanging. It's actually very strange. It depends state by state here. Some states outright have banned the use of the death penalty. Some states Uh do the injection. Some states uh, do the electric chair. And some states, Mm -hmm. you can still request to be killed by fire squad. Oh, like shot to death. Yes, where a bunch of people will stand on one line, you're on the other, and they go bang, 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 bang. Huh. Yep. Yeah, the death penalty in Japan is usually reserved for uh, multiple murders, so that he's under that one. Single murders that have been executed with extraordinary cases, like torture, murder, or kidnap for ransom. So, he does meet the criteria for it, for sure. Yeah, so... Yeah. Mm. A lot of people suffered under his 
Oh yeah. Ill-advised action. So uh, I mean, like it wasn't sure. just he started the fire; he blocked the entrance or something. From yeah, my, understa- he... my understanding, he he actually blocked it himself. Yeah. So, and death know, by I... fire is probably one of the most painful ways to go. One of the more painful ways to go. Yeah, so I've heard. I've heard like being burned to death. You know, it's one of the more painfulest sort of experiences to go through. I I find I'm not really sure how they measure that, given that if you die by burning, you can't really report on how painful it was afterwards. But you know, I can believe that. I can certainly believe that you're. It's painful, for sure. Right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. uh, You know, at least he is finally in police custody now, and not just recuperating in a hospital. Um, uh-huh. and he'll sooner than later face the uh, repercussions for his crimes against humanity and yeah. otakus everywhere. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll see what comes of it. Yeah, when it eventually sure. happens, I suppose we'll probably report it at some point when it comes out. Yep. Yeah. Well, that uh, ends our bit of news here. Not exactly positive news this week. No, well, you know, my one kind of was. It was just sandwiched between bread. Wait, actually, wait. No, your one sort of was. Just it ended on a sour note. Hmm. Actually, wait. I guess, wait, if, if you're, um, the subject's morbid when you consider execution. If you if you're positive in regards to a criminal got arrested, then it's kind of all positive. Like more enemies being yeah, I guess it, it, it is true. It is the, the criminal the facing his yeah his yeah, yeah, judgment. Yeah. Of course, exactly. if you're one of those uh, pansy pusher hug tree hugger hippie people, it's like no, you should not kill anybody. They should all have the right to life. Please. Oh <laughs> well. Subtle, subtle, uh, I suppose, flag as to your, uh, your policies or your opinions on capital punishment. Oh, yeah. I, I remember back in, uh, when I was in college, I was taking uh-huh. political science. Ooh. And the topic of the death penalty came up. And yep. our class was basically divided in pro and con. Right, right. I was pro, but I was, uh, vehemently pro where a lot of people Ooh. talked about were like oh we should do this and this and and mitigate it like that i was like no we're missing the point america should bring back public hangings public hangings and yeah public hangings and that got the attention of everyone in my class and i was like think about it like this when you do something bad you punish that person you don't hide it because then other people around them don't learn. Like, say, for instance, when I was punished as a child, my father would spank me in front of my sister because she would know then you do that thing he did, you get the belt just like he does. And she would if she did. So that is what ha- should happen with public hangings. You do the bad thing he did, you end up choking out like he is, or his neck breaks, or whatever happens when you go public hanging, because there's one of two things happens. One, you choke out, or two, your neck snaps. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Those are the two choices you get when you uh, go to a public hanging. Mm. Um, you've probably heard this, this argument before. I just wanted to pose it for you just for curiosity's sake. What about the idea that you can 100% ascertain sometimes whether or not the person did it or not? 
and in those cases, like, you know, there's a chance that innocent life is being uh, snuffed out via execution. Oh, well, I mean, honestly, there should be proceedings to follow. I mean, in this case, in Japan, it's very obvious he's the one who did it. But oh, yeah, for yeah, a yeah. case where, it's, mean, where you have to, like, rely upon stuff like DNA evidence, fingerprints, you know, people don't know because they didn't see, there's no real evidence, then, right. you know, there are still proceedings you have to follow, but if they are convicted, and they are convicted guilty, then it should happen still. And if they are found then afterwards to not be guilty, well, they would have faced the death penalty anyways. So what's the difference? Sorry, what was that last point? If they were found, if they would have been found to not be guilty, they would still fa- what? No, if they were found to be guilty and they were on okay. death row anyways, they were gonna okay. get the death penalty anyways. What's the difference? At least in this case, other people have seen it and said, "I'm not gonna do the bad thing that that oh, man right. has been convicted of doing. I'm going to do good." Right. Yeah. I see. Okay, it's a yeah, it's a it's a pretty you know. Yeah, it's a it's a, for some people it's a touchy subject. For me, it's more like a a mallet <laughs> that I a beat mallet. people over the head with. Yeah, a large <laughs> rubber mallet. Hmm. Out of curiosity, is it is it legal in your state for hangings? Yeah, or, I mean, pub- just, or for uh, yeah. the death penalty? No, not, pu- not public uh, execution. I mean, just yeah, yeah, just in general. Uh, I believe so. New York State does do um, death by execution. They do the lethal injection, of course. Um, but wow. I believe you can request the electric chair. Oh, <laughs> I mean, since since we're on the subject, if you if you were said criminal and you had the option to choose how you would be um, unpersoned. How 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 would you uh how would you do how what would you choose to go about it? Oh, if I was the criminal and I was on death row, well, yeah, I'd probably go with uh, I'd probably do either the electric chair or the lethal injection, just because you know they don't necessarily. From what I've heard, lethal injections not supposed to hurt, and I've been tased before, so electricity doesn't hurt it just you don't feel anything it, you lock up in place and it's kind of a frightful feeling like i can't move but you know if when you do it right unlike what happened in the green mile uh mm-hmm. you just get electricity that goes coursing through you and fries your brain so right i i imagine the injection is something like you know when you're at the hospital and they have to put you under for some operation like you feel a numbness yeah, you just when go and it just spreads up to the rest of your body, and then you just, you know, you lose consciousness. Uh, it's supposed to I... happen that way, but sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't happen that way, and then you have an adverse reaction, and then it becomes super painful. Oh, shit. You know, personally, yeah. I think I would still... Just because if I'm gonna die anyway... Uh, this might <laughs> just be from my uh, not-being-in-America perspective. I think I would probably choose the firing squad, honestly, if I had the choice. I mean, it's just it just sounds like cool way to go out i would say that too right but here's the thing the firing squad doesn't necessarily mean they'll shoot you in the head oh yeah 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 i know i'm probably gonna gonna hurt i'm gonna bleed out but you know yeah you might get shot a bunch in the in the body which 
isn't mm-hmm. instantaneous and you're just gonna gargle to death on your own blood which ooh. oh yeah yeah it's gonna hurt but i mean <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i mean if i'm gonna die anyway i just i don't know part of me listen is like, eh. i want to die in my sleep so i'm more than willing to admit if oh, i was okay. a criminal mm-hmm. i'd take the bitch way out <laughs> okay no it's fine it's fine i'm, I'm just I'm trying to imagine like Hmm, cool versus this. Plus, I'm gonna die. In- uh, yes. Like, it's not like the, the the burning to death one. It's gonna be painful, but not as bad as those. I don't know. It, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I mean, we're not gonna see because I'm not gonna get death sentence here. But you know, boy, when did this turn in political pulse? I don't know. I don't know. It's just uh, I, it's just got me very curious because you know, um, the subject came up and we don't have it here, so I'm extra curious, I suppose. I think that's probably like part of an allure that you you guys wouldn't really have as much in America like we have here because you know for instance we have guns aren't legal here right in in the UK so like uh-huh. that leads to an, almost an extra air of like huh must be really different over there in America where it's legal you know it's like a it's odd where guns are legal and there's very little restriction on them there's not many mass shootings. But then you go to places where they have a lot of restrictions and the guns are supposed to be illegal. You have uh-huh. a lot of mass shootings happening. So I, you so go I've down. It, I believe that is the mindset is when you're in a public space in like, say, Texas, mm-hmm. 10 out of the 10 out of the 15 people around you are probably armed. Yeah. And that means if you pull the gun and start trying to shoot people, you're going to get shot the fuck up. Yeah, someone stops you before you can make it a mass whatever. Exactly. But in New York State, you pull out a gun, more than likely no one around you is armed, except for maybe a Mm -hmm. cop. And even then, they might not have a gun Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that has, like, live bullets in it or some shit. So, yeah, that's that's the current political standpoint we're in. But we're not here to Mm. talk about politics. We're here to talk about anime. Anime, yeah, back on topic. Anime. The, the uh, Premieria brings up a good thing. point. Death by Snoo Snoo. There we go. That's how I oh die. Oh my god. Now that's, a, that's a method of execution we can all agree on. <laughs> that's a good way to end My that. hips crushed into fine powder by a mm-hmm. giant Amazon woman. Amazon I'll be okay I with that. I remember that episode. It was Futurama, right? That's Futurama. <laughs> I was. Mm-hmm. What a show. Anyways, I think that takes us around to reviews, no? Yes, indeed it does. Mm. And mine's a bit of a lengthy boy here, so I'm going to get started mm-hmm. straight off. A young boy works every day of his life just to try and make ends meet. As mm. his family steals and gambles away everything he tries to save up. Until one day his family pulls the biggest dick move yet and sells their own son away. Sound familiar? Well, if you have ever read or seen any of Hayate the Combat Butler, then you would probably think I'm talking about that show. And you'd be wrong. No, I am in fact summarizing the start of Marishi Mashihita Irimakun. English title, Welcome to Demon School Irimakun. Where we are introduced to a young man who has been sold to a demon. Unlike Hayate, who was sold to the Yakuza, who you might say could be demons, our main protagonist is 
sold to a literal demon. The similarities end there, though, thankfully. If you couldn't have guessed it by now, the boy's name is Irma. After being sold by his parents, he briefly worries of what this demon will do to him until the demon, whose name is Sullivan, requests Irma be his grandson. Unlike his past life where he had to work his fingers to the bone, here Irma is given banquet-sized meals, a comfy bed to sleep in, and the potential to go to school and make friends. He actually starts to think this isn't all that bad of a deal, until he learns that demons eat humans. And if he's ever found out to be one, then his life may very well be forfeit. Of course, to anyone watching, it is rather obvious this would not be the case, but Irma is a worrywart and lets the idea get to him. Thus begins Irma trying and failing to keep a low profile. Right from the get-go, Irma's adopted grandfather tricks him into reading a very dangerous curse in front of the entire school, causing an uproar that he made the most prominent of his class, Alice, challenge him. The ensuing battle leads to us learning of Irma's uncanny ability to dodge anything at any time, and in conjunction with the curse he had read off, also leads to Irma suplexing Alice. This basically sets Irma up as number one to most of the student body in his respective class, and it even earns him the admiration of both Alice and a female demon he saved from one of Alice's attacks. But the anime isn't done ruining Irma's attempts to stay out of the limelight, as the familiar summoning leads to Irma summoning his own teacher as his familiar. Which is easy to understand, because Irma is human, he summons the demon who made the summoning circle, unlike everyone else, who are demons. And that's the basic of the series. Irma wants to keep his head down, but he just keeps being lifted above everyone due to his kind-hearted nature. His new grandfather pushing for him to be number one, and his own efforts to help others. Of course, Sullivan isn't the only one causing trouble for Irma, as a female demon named Clara, who is close to the embodiment of chaos, ends up befriending Irma. I'll go into her more later on, since she deserves it. Suffice to say, there is no way for Irma to not stand out, which plays into an overall prophecy. See, this world of demons is lacking something very crucial, and that thing is a demon lord. There are plenty of candidates, but none of them actually want to be Demon Lord. They'd all prefer to talk about how cute their grandchildren are. However, a couple key points make it seem rather obvious that Irma is to be the next Demon Lord. Like when he goes to grab for his ranking badge after taking a test and is instead granted a golden ring that consumes demonic energy and ends up giving him a way to use magic. There's also the fact we basically see him sitting in the Demon Lord's throne initially when the show starts, but that's not something we actually see happen during the actual show. Think of it a bit like seeing Conan the Barbarian sitting on that throne of bones at the very Uh start and the end of the anime, or sorry, anime in that show. Mm -hmm. We never actually see him sit in that throne of bones, but we know he eventually gets there. 
Now, uh, we watch Inuma grow as a character, overcoming even his own supernatural ability to auto-dodge everything, amusingly enough, thanks to a demonic game of dodgeball. He earns the affection of student council president Ameri when she discovers he can read the strange human language known as Japanese, and has him read her shoujo manga she obtained from the human world. But the big arc hits us with a demon by the name of Kiryuo, whose demon club Iruma joins. Turns out to be the first true antagonist of the series. Dude's a bit messed up in the head, being a hardcore closet sadist, and wanted to kill all the powerful demons so that only the weakest ones would survive. Something about leveling the playing fields or something, I can't honestly say I cared for him. He felt like a pawn that a higher demon was using for his own schemes. Mm. This arc's finale does give us a really cool visual when Irma uses all the magic in his ring to save the day, and solidifies the fact that Sullivan is quite powerful and could easily be the demon lord if he wanted. Dude can stop time, and that's not a power you can shake a stick at. And that is where the anime should have ended. Irma saved the day, the bad guy gets locked away, and all the demons got to enjoy a nice light show, also known as fireworks. The anime, however, continues to soldier on. Wrapping up a school festival, allowing us to meet Alice's hot mom, shows us that Ameri's dad knows that Irma is a human, but doesn't want to eat him, at least until he learns his daughter likes Irma, and then Irma cross-dresses to help save a classmate's career as an idol. Oh yeah, even in hell, there are idols. <laughs> Though their purpose is far more productive to demon society than their human counterparts. Indeed, mm -hmm. Irnaba admits he has fallen into the rhythm of this new world and has become very comfortable in his new life, even realizing he doesn't seem to mind the attention. But of course, ending there would feel too complete now. So instead of the series ending... It sets up a new personality within Irma, who is far more demonic. Hmm. I'll admit the comparison to Hayate was simply an opener for me, because aside from the few similarities they shared, the two series couldn't be farther apart. Hayate goes nowhere, characters don't grow, and the entire series runs in a circle like a dumb dog chasing its tail. Irma-kun progresses, matures, grows, and builds up. Hayate relies on dumb jokes, puns, and slapstick's humor. Inmakum projects multiple emotions, from humor, to sadness, to intrigue, to satisfaction. What I'm saying is, Inmakum is a competent anime. Hayate is not. Ooh. Now, stretching their legs from working almost solely on Gintama, Bandai Namco Pictures were the ones behind the animation here. BNP has also been the studio who did the work for the Akatsu franchise, Heiba, and of course, we all know the Gintama stuff. Looking at what they've done, it kind of makes sense how they handled the idol scene so well. Overall, though, this was a solid animation style, if a bit manufactured feeling. Details hmm. and finesse are second to capturing the style of the manga, comparable to something like One Piece or Naruto, which is likely due to how long the initial season of Inamakun lasted. 
Now for voice acting, given the age of Irma, I was worried he'd be voiced by a female actress, and I'd get that sense of loss in the genuine relationship building. Surprisingly, they hired Ayamu Muramasa to play the role. This is the same actor who voiced Ruri Ninomiya from Gachiman Crowds, Shoyo Hinata from Hakyu, and Chuta Konose from Eldive. For a 31-year-old, the guy looks like he's 10. And he did a great job of voicing a high school-level character like Irima. Very impressive. And my favorite character. I said I'd talk more about her earlier on, and that's because Clara Valak was my favorite character. She was someone I was super worried about at first, being so chaotic and random. Like a tornado, spitting out various items and knickknacks. But her introduction episode really felt like a band-aid for the heart. Due to her ability to create any item she has seen from her skirt pockets, she was often used for this by the other demons. Irima, on the other hand, told her flat out that he does not want to be with her because of this, and just wanted to be with her because of her. It was like Cupid put away his bow and pulled out a 40 caliber, giving Clara a boost in her confidence to toss aside the demons who are using her. This also causes her to fall in love with Irma, to the point she gets jealous when he spends time with Amari, leading to her joining the Succubus Club to boost her sex appeal. But Irma being the best potential boyfriend he can be, again makes her heart go all doki-doki, solidifying the fact that Clara will eventually be his wife. 100% guaranteed. And looking at her mom, Clara is going to experience an explosion of ara-ara in the future. The only downside I can find is that Clara and her family will oftentimes, whenever they're all on screen, break out into musicals. Ugh. Which means musicals. she'd never be waifu material to me as I can't stand musicals. Oh. But she's still perfect for Irima. Mm. Can't stand musicals. That's uh, a new fact I didn't know about you. Yeah, I don't like musicals. Does that mean you didn't enjoy the, the award-winning movie Cats last year? I didn't see Cats. And I haven't I seen the original either. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. It's like Cats is horrifying. I don't even know if that's actually a proper musical, but yeah. Apparently it is. Uh, okay. Well, um, Mari, Mari, Mari oh. Mashimata Irimakun, getting a little tongue-tied there, mm -hmm. gets Happens. a download now. Yeah. Wow. Download now. The highest rating. Yes. So would you say, like, I know, I know this is a review of Irima-kun. Does that mean, like, Hayate, the combat butler, just, like, gets the crackers for you or Netflix? Like, because you said it's uh, better than it. You said it's better I would than... say Hayate gets uh, Netflix borderline Ooh. on a burn it. Oh, wow. Oh, Again, no, no, I'll give it a Netflix. I'll give it, <laughs> I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. I was like, wow, Netflix. for a show that lasts that long, because I, obviously I stopped watching... It only episode. lasted that long because it chased its tail for that long. It goes in circles and doesn't go anywhere. Characters yeah, I like don't grow. episode two of Hayate, but like, uh, I thought, oh, somebody must really love that show if it goes on for so long, you know? 
That's basically it. You stopped at a good point because you could watch episode <laughs> two and then watch uh-huh. episode 50 and be like, oh, I lost no time. So like, there's no progress at all is what you're saying. No, it's a bunch of dumb jokes in between. It's just like slapstick humor and and dumb like, oh, uh, Maria is so hot and beautiful. Yeah, we all knew that from episode one and two. Mm-hmm. You, you, anything new you want to give us? Maybe Hayate growing as a character? No? Fine. I'll just skip to the end. Mm. Has it actually ended? I, I didn't actually know if it's ended yes. or not. Uh, Hayate oh. has officially ended. The author has put a stopper to that shit show but uh they're starting up another one so who knows what that one's gonna be like okay time will tell time will tell i'm sure there's somebody who loved it from like start to finish but you know oh i have a best i have one of my best friends online who loves hayate and thinks i'm a crazy person for dissing it but you know what i stand Mm -hmm. by what i say hayate is a garbage anime hmm I see. So Iruma in that regard is Hayate done right. Gotcha. It really was giving me the same vibes though. When at the start, you know, in terms of setup, you know, guy just yeah. kind of stumbles into the situation. But he seems to more come into his own, so I can understand. Well, hopefully your next review can come into its own being in the same universe as one of your favorite anime. I, <laughs> I know. Uh... If only that were the case, spoiler alert. <laughs> for the for those of you who don't actually know already, you probably read the synopsis on the website if you're reading this, if you're listening to this, like, not live. Um, but if you are long-time listeners of the show, you guys probably already know that my favorite anime is Steins Gate. That's a big part of the reason why I decided to check out today's entry, which is part of... It's called the Science Adventure series of visual novel games developed by 5PB now called Mages Inc. And also takes place in the same universe. Though, rather than science adventure, it might as well just be referred to as the Semen Colon shows, given that Steinsgate, Chaos Head, and Robotics Notes, who I'm, which I'm not now told by <laughs> listeners on the live chat is actually a bad show, all have semicolons in their title. Anyways, <laughs> all the way back in 2008, Chaos Head was actually the very first in the series, in the franchise, to be receiving an anime adaptation and was actually reviewed by Bato back in the ye old Anime Pulse times. It was really weird. I, I actually had like a rough listen to of like the old Anime Pulse episode. It had Tim and Weltall and Bato on the same show. I, I actually didn't know that, that Tim and Weltall used to be on Anime Pulse. But, you know, that's, that's before I started listening to the show, so... It's interesting. Right? They had the same voice and everything. So, uh, this in many ways was is gonna be a retread and possibly the first of many or uh, more to come retreads of anime that's been covered in the past. Though so, you know, I think I saw it as somewhat necessary given that the show has a sequel that has not been reviewed called Chaos Child, which I hopefully will get around to at some point or another. Though you know, honestly, finishing this anime, I don't know if it was necessary because I think the characters are completely different in that show. But same universe, same universe, anyway. So, uh, Chaos Chaos Head. That's the topic we're on. Um, this story's protagonist is a socially awkward otaku and partial shut-in, just like you by the name of Nishijo Takumi. While living in his one-room apartment, which is actually a storage container atop a roof of a building somewhere in Shibuya, 
He lives out a rather quiet existence, playing MMORPGs and doing generally otaku-y stuff along with a manifestation of his favourite anime heroine, just like you! Takumi's life is suddenly thrown into, how should I put it, chaos? When a string of bizarre murders referred to as new gen begin to happen. Well, at first disinterested in all issues that are 3D anyway, Takumi is contacted by a mysterious person by the title of Shogun Online, who forwards him disturbing images of a man being staked to a wall. Soon afterwards, Takumi witnesses the situation firsthand and also sees the murderer, who's this pink-haired girl, it's not Yunogasai by the way, who also seems to recognize him. It's one odd thing after another from this point, when Takumi next goes to school, he's surprised to find the same pink-haired girl by the name of Sakihata Rimi sitting next to him and referring to him as if they've always known each other and been close friends. In fact, there's actually photographic evidence as well. Crazier still, and especially crazier given Takumi's shut-in otaku behaviour, Takumi starts to attract female attention in general. There's a glasses girl called Yua who purportedly has been attracted to him for some time, but has pretty quickly shown to have ulterior motives. Then there's the emotionally distant Ayase who goes by the alias Fez, the lead vocalist of a rock band called Phantasm, whose songs seemingly predict the new gen killings themselves. There's also a cold long haired girl who appears to be who's holding like a large sword that most aren't able to see except for like a few others in Takumi. There's like the twin-tailed Moe girl who transfers into a school and is unable to talk called Kozoe. And finally, there's his stereotypical Emoto character, go uh, not girlfriend, <laughs> Emoto, called Nanami, who just there is just kind of there to be the generic anime Emoto, unfortunately. So, uh, the plot and the backdrop of this is obviously kind of springed around these murders and these sort of things that happen in the background. It's one incident after another that Takumi starts to become closely and more closely linked with in regards to, you know, him witnessing one of them. Suddenly, law enforcement starts to kind of get on his tail and suspects him of being the murderer itself. Um, and Takumi starts to almost like begin to question his own insa- his own sanity because through each encounter he has with the uh, female characters in the series, he starts to have these weird delusions, like almost like fan like they're all actually almost fans. They're always fan servicey because Takumi's an otaku, right? Um, so like you know he'll be with one of the girls in a situation and suddenly like he'll imagine that she's like in a like, in a swimsuit or something like that. That's one of the situations and such. And it happens constantly throughout this anime. Like, but what's really fucking weird about it is, like, one of the first delusions we see is, like, his Emoto goes into his, his, uh, storage container and starts drinking from the bottle of Coke that he's been drinking from. And he's like, oh my god, please use a cup. Don't drink from it directly. And I'm like, dude, chill. It's your sister. You shouldn't even be having these feelings to be... Don't, but you know, he's uh he's kind of uh the meek anime kind of stereotypical protagonist in a way because of this, uh he's he's met with all these sorts of delusions that happen. They do have a point, mind you, 
But, you know, they do start to become a bit schizophrenic later on because it's it's definitely a textbook example of, like, the the unreliable narrator with this anime because um, he start uh, you know, like, one of the characters, he has these sort of lapses in his consciousness for certain, certain times of his life and it starts to almost kind of come to head and this is early i'm not i'm not i'm not going into spoiler territory mind you it starts to kind of become a suspect that he might be the one behind the murders and he might be suffering from multiple personality disorder because shogun almost seems to be him the person who contacted him with the images but you know we don't know this for sure and i i'm not going to obviously spoil that part of the anime in a review then again this anime is fucking like 12 years old i mean Maybe it wouldn't hurt to, but I, I'll try not to, just because, you know. If people want to know, I, I'll tell them at some other point, but I, I, I doubt it's that important. Anyways, but yeah, there's there's that. He starts to become pursued. The girls, there's there's limited, like, reasons as to whether or not to trust them, because he starts spouting out all sorts of, like, ambiguous shit. Like, the rock band girl starts saying a bunch of stuff that, does say that Chinebio stuff, she always talks about, like, this other, like, the knights, the black knights, and, like, the, uh, the will of whatever and stuff, and a bunch of Chinebio talk, and meanwhile, there's the other girl with the big sword who's, like, talking about, like, um, being able to change people's perceptions and gigglomaniacs and all these other weird words that are very anime-speak. This is a very anime-anime, right? Very fantasy-ish. And you can tell from the opening because, you know, these girls have very, like, bright, colorful designs and have these really over-designed weapons. I think, Joseph, you don't like these kind of things. I can't remember which isekai it was, but you, you mentioned it when there was like, this isekai where the guy had this really over-exaggerated sword and such. Oh, no, that wasn't an isekai. That was, um... Uh, shoot, that was recently, because uh, he wasn't whisked away to another world. He was just playing a game. Oh, um, right, 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 yeah. What was it called? Just, like... <laughs> yeah, I, I can't remember the name it of recently. it. recently. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But, uh, in that one, yeah, he had, like, a giant sword, which was just... It seemed so, um... What's the word I'm looking for? Un- dysfunctional like it serves no purpose besides it just looks gigantic and it's like oh look at how badass she looks like very chunibyo-esque level of like oh, my power level what? super wait, sword wait. has will grow another fang I- i'm gonna throw a word out was it called dendrogram why does that word come to my I know, mind? Dendo, yeah, Dendograndrabandim or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I've, it was it was Dendrogram or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you're and right. By the way, in ch- in chat there, Mal Mal was asking what anime I'm talking about. It's uh, the title of the show is Chaos Head. It's Chaos Semicolon Head. You'll find it if you just search for that. Um, yeah. But yeah, the the characters going back on top. The girls have those weapons that are like really exaggerated, over the top sword things, and they look very anime anime. This is a very anime anime, which is not really what I was sort of expecting because you know, this takes place apparently in the same universe as Steins Gate, which I know there are unrealistic things. Don't get me wrong, there are unrealistic things that happen in Steins Gate, but there's a a more sense of realism to it than this. Like, main character guy is, like, in a world where these girls have really poppy, generic sort of anime 
girl designs with like bright pink hair, bright yellow hair, twin tails that are like hairstyles that are really exaggerated and crazy, right? Uh, you know, I, I don't know how much I could really enhance that, but you know, it, it really feels like, you know, he's in an anime. And that's interesting because, you know, while both Steins Gate and uh, Chaos Head star a protagonist that is aware of anime, you know, and this guy's like, you know, he's very stereotypical attacking. He's like, I don't have time and interest for 3D girls. You know, I like 2D girls because he he imagines up the girl from his favorite anime always there with him when he's in his apartment, at least, you know. But the thing is, is, you know, the whole like, I don't have time for 3D in 2D sort of thing. It kind of only works if you exist in a world that's realistic. And the, he is surrounded by stereotypical anime girls. So it's really weird to have a guy that's clearly in an anime talk about like, man, that only half is an anime, <laughs> you know? It's 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 really strange. And I thought because, you know, the guy's delusional. The main character of this is kind of the, um, what would you call it? In, in, in writing terms, he's the unreliable narrator. You can't, you don't know what to believe when you're watching this anime because, you know, he'll see things and suddenly see a fan service scene and be like, what is this? Am I in an arrow game? What, what's going on? Sort of thing. Right? But by the end of the show, I'm not going to spoil it. Don't worry about it, Mal. But by the end of the show, it's not fully justified as to why so many stereotypical anime stuff is happening in this anime. You know? it's I, I, I was expecting all of it to be a dream. Sorry, that's not a spoiler. But, you know, I was expecting all of it to be in his head. It's not necessarily like some of it is really happening and it's very strange given how stereotypical it is and that's that's what's really weird you know um it goes for like six episodes somewhat being like a psychological i, I think you probably if you look at my anime list this anime has like the psychological tag in it and it kind of is a psychological murder mystery at the start but then after episode six around seven till the end of the show it becomes more like a normal superpower anime thing it's very strange. This anime goes like switches genres like midway through. It's it's definitely unique in the way it goes and the way the twist happens in this anime. But it it, it makes it very hard to grasp for me that this actually happens in the same universe as Steins Gate. I, I kind of in my mind would rather it didn't, honestly. Uh, it's not, not necessarily bad, but it's nowhere near in the same level of plausibility or reality. Not that they don't try, because characters somewhat explain what's, you know, weird stuff's happening in this anime, uh, obviously, with the murders and shit, but, um, they try to explain it in scientific terms, similar to what you get in Steins Gate. Like, in Steins Gate, while that one deals with, like, time travel, this anime will deal with people who can somewhat alter... I'm gonna be vague... They can change and distort reality with delusions. Which is actually the plot of a Sentai show, a parody Sentai show I've watched in the past, a live action show, but you know. There's that. Anyways, uh, apart from that, there's other kind of weird animeisms in this show. There's a part of the show where the guy has to look up the word sword to try and find out what he needs to find on Google. And he just Googles sword online and thinks, oh man, why can't I find what I want to find? It's like, sword is such a useless <laughs> term to search on Google. Um, then there's the, I think it's a CSI thing, the whole zoom and enhance thing. There's instances zoom in this game. Yes, yes. There's instances where he gets camera footage in this, I think it's twice this happens. 
and he needs to find the information that's in it, and he's able to get the screenshot, and he enhances the image, and it gets clearer and clearer, and I'm like, that's not how security footage works. You can't just suddenly clarify the image and be like, that's who it is! You can't do that. But, you know, there's no pixels to enhance or, you know, like, properly clarify. But there's instances of that logic in this. Uh, there's also some really just kind of anime bad, like, acting-isms in it where he gets investigated by a detective and it's, like, the worst detective in the world because, like, the guy comes up to him with a notepad and goes, Hey there, I'm a detective. Tell me, what do you know about this? What's your age? What's your blah, blah, blah? What's your full name? And the guy's like, uh, uh my name is this or whatever and he's just like ah oh, okay where were you on this date where this murder happened and it's like uh and he's like don't worry i'm not suspecting you or anything go on tell me tell all and he's like uh, i didn't do it didn't do what and i'm like this is the worst detective in history how do you <laughs> how how do you get a suspect to reveal anything when you're doing this stupid like journalism style like talk to the guy like ooh, where were you then Ooh, tell me more and i'm like this is the worst after that scene he actually becomes somewhat a competent detective. If not, it's kind of weird because the detective is willing to believe a lot of stuff that I think a, re- a rationally minded person wouldn't believe. But, you know, there is all that. It all comes down to the level of plausibility of this anime. It, it definitely does. It definitely abandons any sense of being like a serious, a serious, serious science fiction style show, especially by its halfway point. And that's especially enhanced by the characters. So, first off, we have our main guy, Takumi. He's, uh... I think he would put a lot of people off. Nishijo Takumi is your tip. You know, he's, like... He's an otaku main character, but he's not, like, the, the, the kind of, like, confident otaku character you might get in modern isekai shows. You know, like, Subaru from ReZero. He's a confident otaku. You get a lot of otakus in these other shows that are, like, very, like, outlandish, very confident, you know, very, like, you know social sounding otaku but takumi nichijo nishijo sorry is a very like subdued guy he's nervous he's socially awkward and he, you know he doesn't want to do anything he always tries to retreat into his own shell and that's going to be very annoying to a lot of people because he's surrounded by this harem of stereotypical harem girls the whole time no proper plausibility uh-huh. to them either honestly but he will act very like, oh man, leave me alone. I just, you're the devil. You're the devil girl and stuff. And you're trying to kill me. And he acts really paranoid and schizophrenic, which really adds, adds to the aspect of like, why are these girls so attracted to this guy when he acts like this? Uh, Is he the main character? Yeah, kind of. Like, I was I was really expecting like the reason that they're all attracted to them to be like just completely made up in his mind. It's not. They actually all just genuinely like him, and it's like kind of weird. Like I just can't imagine this guy attracting this harem, honestly, when a show that's trying to be a bit more realistic, but somewhat realistic anyway, in terms of it's like you know, it's in the same universe as Steins Gate, <laughs> you know. But eh, you know, I I kind of found it okay, especially with the twist. He could have been more grating and annoying to me, but. Um, and he does develop. I did see a comment saying that he doesn't change. He does kind of get better as it goes on, but I can understand if like people are put off by him immediately because he is the very creepy. Just I want to be in my own room and be surrounded by my models all the time and play MMORPGs all day kind of otaku. And it's like okay, there he is. You know, 
The other girls, I don't know if it's really worth mentioning the other characters. Like, the villains are somewhat really one-dimensional in the show. There are villains eventually. I don't want to get into them because it's spoilers. But there's eventually, like, a nefarious sort of bad guy unit. They're very typical. The main girls that surround him are also very typical, and a lot of their dialogue is, like, science-speak or Chunibyo-speak. Like, oh, man, the universe and time and shit and the camera and the synapses of our brain and blah, blah, blah. And a lot of the stuff I looked up doesn't make any sense with this show. Like, it's very, like... I imagine this being the delusions of somebody who's an otaku sort of thing. But it turned out to be real. <laughs> Go figure. Um... I guess the only other thing I would say about the plot is I wasn't happy with the ending. Um, it's it's just kind of weird the way it all kind of rounds out in the end. It's very convenient. And um, I'm trying not to go into specifics, but I, I just found it kind of unsatisfying. I was expecting some post credit scene that made it make more sense, but it didn't. There was no post credit sequence after the credits, so oh shit. I guess this was back in 2008 where they were just, you know, just kind of had to get what you were given. In fact, this show started airing, you know, this show finished airing on Christmas Day 2008 of all days. So it's kind of weird. The next segment is sort of a special for people who listen to this show live. <laughs> Find my sword. Hey, there's a guy. Like Magic 666 has actually watched this anime because he, he knows what he's talking about. I'm going to try sharing my screen right now. So tell me if you can see this. Can you see this, Joseph? Right now. Can you see this? Uh, You're streaming. I don't think you shared your screen. Huh? Can you not see it? If you click on like the, uh, on the, on, on the, on the, oh shit. I, I tried yeah, to share streaming. Screen. If you, if you click on the on air chat bit instead of the, no, not on air, but if you just click on Anime Pulse on air, can you see my screen? Uh, oh, I'll try to size here. Nope. Really? Yeah, I just see your your avatar. I see your watch stream. Oh, oh, Black Magic says you can see it. Everyone else can see it, right? If you go to, oh, you, well, you I can mean, see that? If I click watch stream, I can see it, but. Oh, okay, okay. So you see the screenshot, yeah? So, uh -huh. there's, a, there's a bunch of really weird sort of uh, English parts of this show. It has some of the, like, the most, like, strangest translations I've actually ever seen in an anime. So, th this is the version, what you're seeing right now is the Wikipedia they have. It says, and this is kind of uncomfortable, it says, Wiki Pedophilia. And the subheading for it is, Psychopedia of Useless Knowledge. Like, there's all sorts of really weird translations in this show. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's really weird. This, this is one of the shows. We're, we're used to things like McDonald's and stuff when it comes to our anime. But there's a bunch of shows out there. Uh, with, with, with Chaos Head, there's a bunch of stuff in here where it just, like, it's, they're clearly making a joke. It almost is one of those shows where I wish I could read Japanese because the subbers weren't courteous enough to actually sub a lot of the uh, Japanese text. But there's a lot of stuff mm -hmm. here that just makes no <clears throat> sense whatsoever. Like, in this screenshot I'm showing here, instead of saying useless knowledge, it says useless college. And, oh yeah, this, this screenshot here is just to show, like, Look how different this girl's design is to the rest of the class. It, it, it's really bizarre. Um, also, 
in this image, I know this is more like a this is more like an audio description because people aren't always listening live. This guy's badge, the, the school logo, if you can see the screenshot here, it looks like a cannabis leaf, and I couldn't stop thinking about this for the entire anime. Like these guys, the the school logo for the wherever they go to has a cannabis leaf as the logo. Um, this one has just janky people. The background is very old timey. Oh, this one's an American patent image. Where, I don't know if you're going to say this right now, it says United States Patent Brain Imaging Technique. But then afterwards, they just kind of gave up and just wrote random letters instead of English. It's really weird. Uh, and this is just a random scene. You know, you, you've probably seen this before a thousand times in, in anime, Joseph, where a guy is like in an alleyway getting beaten up by some thugs. Yeah. But in no anime you have do. you seen... But in no anime have you seen one of the thugs is actually Japanese Bill Gates. Look at him here. He does not. Look, he does not look like the kind of guy who would take me back alley and beat the shit out of me. Honestly. What you say about Windows Vista, bitch? <laughs> I know, right? It's just fucking nuts. But yeah, the, 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 there's there's some weird presentation crooks with this anime. Like I said, I really wish I could I could read Japanese. Honestly, that way I could almost like get all of the references that are in this. There seems to be a lot of visual Easter eggs. Like I oh, was boy. looking, I was actually. This is one of the animes where I would actually pause it, lost Andrew, and, and then I would look uh -oh. at his um. Hopefully oh shit! I just realized I just connected from the. I just reacted from the oh. bloody um, chat there. So you probably didn't hear what I said. This is <laughs> this this is one of those animes where I would uh, I would pause it for like a moment, and then I would look at the screenshot and read everything entirely. There was like a a a, a image file on his desktop that said like Macross F, which is apparently another anime that I've never watched before. Um, yeah, that's an anime. It's it's not made by the same studio, so I was like, oh, are they advertising another anime they're making? But it's not. It's just made by a different studio. Macross F is like a, some sort of mecha show. I have no idea what that yep. is, honestly. But it is. Yeah, there's that. So yeah, uh, that that's just a little fun little bonus segment, I suppose. Um, yeah, overall, plot is kind of goofy. Very anime-anime by the end. I was expecting, honestly, more, but... I guess you have to take off a pinch of salt. This is very typical to the for 2008. Speaking of which, this anime is brought to us by Studio Madhouse, of all people. Which, that mm -hmm. fucking su that surprised the fuck out of me. Because, you know, Madhouse is, like, to me, like, one of those studios that makes, like, the really high-budget-looking shit. <laughs> but, you know, um... You know, they make Death Note, No Game, No Life, One Punch Man. You know, just really high-budget-looking shows. And so I was very surprised to see that Madhouse made this show. Not like it looks terrible given 2008, but there are some janky moments in this show. You know, it's very oh, kind yeah. of anime, anime, you know? So I wasn't expecting it to be by them. Uh, overall, I don't have much to say for the presentation. I guess it's of its time. I don't think it's aged that well for today's standard, especially with its tone. Like, it's somewhat serious, but somewhat anime, anime. It's very weird. But, you know, again, I suppose that just describes the medium as a whole, in a way. Um, the opening and ED were just kind of... Oh, by the way, the e the opening is also by the same band who does bloody um, Science Gate, so I think that also ties them together. If I watch Robotics Notes, then it turns out it's also by um, by Kanako Ito. That's the name of the band or the person, I think. If it's by them, then I mean, like, I guess it means that they always get the work on the same franchise. But, you know, there's that. Uh, what else is there to say? Really, overall... 
uh, Chaos Head was a unique show. It's very different from a lot of what you get out there, for sure. But, um... It's definitely nowhere near as close to my heart as something like Steins Gate. Like, not even by a, by a long shot, honestly. But, um... It's kind of a blast from the past. I forgot that anime used to be like this from 2008, honestly. It, it reminds me of like something I would have watched back when I was in high school. Um, but as a science fiction show, you know, it's just kind of somewhat just kind of there. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how Chaos Child turns out. Because I just kind of feel like I'm obligated to check it out for my like of Steins Gate. But, you know, I don't have much else to say. If you're in for something that's a little bit more out there, a bit more psychological than your typical sort of harem drill, it has harem elements, uh, then maybe give it a go if you haven't already. But, uh, yeah, otherwise, I'm going to give Chaos Head a Netflix. I know previous, its previous rating on Anime Pulse was a, cra uh, was a Crackers, so take that as you will. But, you know, for me, it's, uh, it's more of a Netflix. Honestly. Yeah. Alright. There you go. One Netflix, one download now, and that is another show in the books. Mm -hmm. Of course, before we go, we do have our people we have to thank. Let's see here. Names are still the same for Patreon, Algazero, Should G, Seraphman, Phantom Tag. Thank you for supporting the show. Everyone who stopped in to tune in today's robotic show. Blackmagic666, Mal, Mariner, Primaria, Rampant AI, Sigwin, Tywill20. Uh, we even had the Trash Panda pop in at one point. Mm -hmm. I think that Hero was Yui as well was here too, I believe. Oh yes, Hero Yui was also here for a bit. Yep. And... Of course, all of our anonymous sponsors as well. Thank you. Oh, and Shieldbro. He was here as well. Yeah. He I think. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yep. And there you have it. So, thank you for listening to today's episode. And until next week, as always, keep watching, keep listening, and keep the anime love strong. <laughs>